This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Big Brand Energy. I have a very exciting guest on today. Her name is Jazz Bori. I'm going to read you her bio and you can just absorb all the beauty of what she is. It's like such a full spectrum person. Like it's, it's so hard to define you and put you into words. So stay with me, everyone, and we'll get her to express exactly what she, who she is, what she does throughout the whole episode. But I'll read this for you first. After 15 years of entrepreneurship, five years in luxury corporate sales and four years of leading her own online and astrology business, Jazz has devoted her experience and wisdom to helping spiritual entrepreneurs and industry leaders unlock their unique path to success by optimizing their full potential so they can scale their six-figure business into a seven-figure brand. Passionately in service to our mission to destigmatize the use of spiritual principles in business, Jazz is on a mission to carve out a landscape for eccentric entrepreneurs to receive the support they desire the room to be seen and the knowledge they need to achieve sustainable success while earning and impacting the world in full soul alignment. When she isn't busy stargazing, disrupting the coaching industry and telling her clients exactly how it is, you can find Jazz bouncing between eating her way through the city of Sydney and being curled up on the couch at home of Central Coast of New South Wales with her scientist partner Dan and Italian greyhound Ziggy. Wow. That's me. (laughs) That's you. Welcome to the podcast, Jazz. I'm so excited to be here. I love just like your energy and your big brand energy. I think branding is just, it's such a beautiful, all-encapsulating term for uh, really what I talk about, right? Like I wouldn't say I'm a brand person, like branding person, but I do talk about leadership. Like that's really what I'm talking about here. And um, yeah, it just feels really exciting to be collaborating connecting with you in this way yeah yeah I'm excited too and I mean like the more I speak on my podcast and in general with clients I think people kind of get that it's not so much about the external brand that I'm talking about it's actually about like the unlocking of what you actually want to say how you actually want to be perceived the impact you want to make and that's why yeah I'm so excited to get you on because essentially like it is such a unique process for everyone and what you do with astrology and everything it just speaks so much. It gives language to something that I'm, I talk about, but in a, in a completely different way. So I'm excited to have the conversation. I think I want to open it by asking you what your star signs are. So we'll just do your, um, obviously your star sign, moon and rising. Yeah. 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 So I am a double Gemini sun and moon. So Gemini sun, uh, Gemini moon and I'm a Scorpio rising. So I like to say that I am like the ultimate villain. (laughs) (laughs) That is not like a fabulous sun, moon and rising in the way that we perceive astrology and pop culture. I think that like Gemini's, Scorpio's, Capricorn's, they also like cop it quite a lot as well. But I actually only found out that I was a Scorpio rising like a year ago, not even a year ago, actually. My mum had my birth time out by 30 minutes. So This is just a reminder to everyone to just like actually double check your birth time because it's been just a really powerful experience of me coming into the truth of my rising sign. And this, it just speaks to how I view astrology, which is it's not about putting yourself in a box. It's actually about giving you information to leverage to become more of yourself. Like that's all it 
all it is. And I think, as I said, it's just a really common misconception that it's something that is here to tell you who you are. It actually isn't that at all. It's here to help you become the most authentic version of yourself. And it's just been such a beautiful experience finding this out, um, you know, later than what I really should have, because now it just gave me a whole new sense of permission. And I've been on this really massive journey over the last yeah nine months to to really step into my self holding completely, not just in my business, but in my whole life, like to the way that I dress, to the way that I speak, to the way that I pursue my desires, like the way I move through the world. And I think that inevitably, especially if you're someone who is your brand and is your business is just incredibly, incredibly important and so liberating as well. So yeah. It's it's a great initiation for you as well to actually like obviously have all the knowledge you do and be able to see like what whatever your um, rising sign was initially and then mm-hmm. actually experience that that shift and that further alignment once you actually discovered what you what you truly are and letting that all play out it would have been a huge initiation for you to be like wow I really do yeah back this stuff because it's so true you've experienced well, yeah, it I'll I'll share the story a little bit because I think this will just speak to everything that I believe about why astrology and spiritual practices in general have a place in our lives and and especially for me I'm really passionate about it having a place in our business so I thought I was a Sagittarius rising mm-hmm. that was what it is so when we talk about Sagittarius Sagittarius is very much um about freedom and about having a good time like the mythology behind Sagittarius uh the archetype is the centaur so it's this half beast half man they were these creatures that would go into the town and like eat all the food drink all the wine like have sex with all the women and then peace out like that was the sort of energy that Sagittarius holds right Mm -hmm. this sort of wild horse running through the paddock, like it's very much that sort of energy, very untethered, very wild. It's fire energy. And it's very much like shockers. Like it's very much like, (laughs) let's just like send it, have a good time. Like it's very much that. I have been sober for 10 years in a couple of weeks. Wow. (laughs) Like I am somebody who, um, you know, just I never quite resonated with it. I resonated with the freedom aspect. I resonated with the ambitious part of Sagittarius energy. You know, they're very headstrong and they'll just like fucking go for it. Like I said, it's that send it sort of energy. I resonated with that, but I didn't really resonate with that sort of like fun, loving, like let's go to a fezzy and like, like that is like literally my fucking nightmare like splendor in the grass is a nightmare to me like absolutely fucking not you will not see me fucking I no way like that's just not me and your rising sign is really your superpower right it's how people perceive you yes but it's also this thing that the archetype that you're to step into to help you become your sun sign right and we'll talk about sun signs in a minute but I call it your superpower. It's your it's your Superman cloak. It's your Thor's hammer. It's your thing that you got to pick up to really help you become the most of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. Did that in my branding. My branding was very colorful and very like high vibe and all this shit. And I had success. 
you know, it was on trend at the time and that sort of branding and whatever. But when I found out I was a Scorpio rising, oh my God, everything just made so much sense because I don't think everyone, anyone really perceived me in that way. If anything, people have always told me that I'm incredibly intimidating. I had a a girl in high school put me on her hit list, whatever that means. (laughs) And I'd never spoken to her in my life. Like, that's the sort of energy that people perceive me right. in. I Threat. can come off very sort of, yeah, intense, mm. a little bit prickly. I'm definitely not that way at all. I'm a Gemini, double yeah. Gemini. So when you like just say hello to me, it's usually a very much a different energy. And I cannot tell you how many times people see me or, or meet me and they're like, oh, like I didn't think that you would, you even wanted to talk to me at this party, like, you know, that people sort of get that sort of intimidating sort of energy from me. Mm -hmm. That's very fucking Scorpio. Scorpio is very intense and yeah, I mean, it's a scorpion, right? Like it's that, like that sort of energy, but they are come off incredibly mysterious. They come off very incredibly cool. That's the other thing a lot of people have said to me, like, oh, I thought you were really cool. And like too, I thought you thought you were too cool for me. I thought you thought that you were better than me. Like that's the sort of energy that people would say. And so when I found out that I was a Scorpio rising, I was like, oh, people think I'm too, like, people think I'm really cool. People (laughs) think, people don't hate me or not understand me. People just think that I'm like untouchable. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, cool, whatever. And then when I started digging, you know, through it a little bit more, it just made so much sense. Like I, Scorpio is an incredibly intense energy. It wants to get to the shit. It wants to talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. It wants to look at things that are taboo. It wants you to divulge your deepest, darkest secrets. And normally Scorpio sort of doesn't want to give that back. They're very much like one way. They're like, let tell me everything about you and I'll just sit here and like take it all in. Mm-hmm. But my Gemini comes in and wants to share as well. And it just was this incredible moment because it gave me, and this is why I love astrology so much. It was like, that's how I feel. That's actually how I've been operating. That's why I'm an incredible coach. You know, this is why, because I have this, this incredible big three, this is why I've been able to hold incredible space for my clients. It's why when I'm at a party, I end up just talking to one person the whole night and then I end up being friends with them for like the rest of my life. Like I have these incredible experiences. I don't have them all the time, like a Sagittarius, but I do have them every now and again. And there are these deep connections. And I love that about my life. Like I love that about my friendships. I don't have acquaintances. I have people who are in my life or people who are not in my life. And I love that about myself. And so understanding all of that, I was like, oh shit, I can totally double down on this and it's going to feel even more authentic. The parts of my business that have felt a little unsteady and a little inauthentic or a little confusing or unclear have become so clear to me now and that's the power of astrology yeah it's so what did you actually change within your business that you're like okay this reflects me now like I know you had a a visual change yeah so branding was one of them and I always say like when I do my business astrology intensives we go through all of your chart 
and your rising sign is, um, it's really like the PR department of your business, basically. Uh, if you're looking at your chart through a business astrology lens, your rising sign is kind of like the PR. So when someone shakes your hand, it's when you're uh, interacting publicly with people, which is your branding, yeah. um, that's what you're going to want to lean into from an archetype perspective. So I literally changed the colors. My colors went from pastels, which is very Sagittarius, to black, white, deep blues, grays even. Like blue is just like an accent color for me. I, I really am just like black and white. That's kind of my my vibe. But on top of that, I started to look at my product suite because at the end of the day, this is my chart. So how could I express myself and create an office suite that really stands by and stands on my greatest gifts. Um, And this actually took a long time and a lot of deconditioning, especially from the coaching industry, which is why I'm so passionate about this work. I had to do a lot of deconditioning around what I was told works, right? We've told a lot of the time that like there's a certain way to do things. And we were talking about this before we hit record, but that's truly not the case. The way I like to put it is there are laws to success and there are paths to success. Your path to success is unique to you. It's like your DNA. The way that you get to your specific version of success, which is already individual, but the way you get there is also individual too. And I think that that's something that we miss a lot as entrepreneurs, especially in the coaching space, is we forget that if my version of success is not that coach's version of success, which we can usually identify if we have an ounce of self-awareness, why do I think that I have to do what they do or be in their energy or learn how they did it? Maybe being in their energy might help if they're inspiring you, right? But don't ask them what their morning routine is because it doesn't It's not matter. relevant to you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to feel – You know what I mean? It's not relevant. Totally. So – Yeah. So for me, it was really about going, how do I operate? What are my unique gifts and talents? And how can I put that into a system and a process inside of my business and outside of my business? Because it's all integrated Mm. for me. It's, it's all the same thing. How do I do that? And yeah, I looked at my product suite and like I said, it took some deconditioning, but I'm actually standing in this moment, like even a couple of weeks ago, decided I don't want to sell programs every month. Like that's not my version of freedom. That's not my version of success. Like day to day, that's how I like to create content. I don't like to create content that's just specific to this program because I'm in a launch period. Like that is so fucking boring to me because I'm a Gemini and I have a million ideas and I get so curious about things and I want to talk about them. Mm. And that's my superpower. I get to be this jumping off point for people to have deeper conversations with themselves. Like that is my superpower. That's my role in society. That's my vocation. That's in my chart in other places as well. Like I'm here to be like a conduit and um, a spark and an ignition and a, and a bit of fuel for other people to do things their own way. I have wisdom. I have knowledge. That's great. You'll hear all that. But at the end of the day, I'm really for the people who want to have original thoughts mm. and therefore original behaviors that are going to get them to their their version of success. That's what I do. And I'm passionate about this because there's a gap in the coaching market with this. Mm. Coaches are telling you how to do things. 
I'm not here to tell you how to do things. That's not my role. Some people, that is their role, but that's not my role. And so I wonder for how many other people are you playing into somebody else's role because you think that that's going to get you to your version of success. I mean, we could talk about this all day, but that's been the biggest shift for me was going, oh my God, this is why I haven't been feeling I've been feeling 80% satisfied and not 100% in my business. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, so in terms of your chart, because I'm interested so people can kind of go and apply this to themselves. Mm. So we've got, you say the rising, so rising is ascendant, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got your rising, that's how you, your branding, how you're perceived by your audience. You've got, what what part does your moon play? Mm. So... Let's talk about sun, moon and rising first. And then I think it'd be really great to talk about what we call the cardinal cross Mm because that's going to be a really great place. If you're doing anything to do with your business, it's a really great place to look because it kind of just like gives you the framework, an aligned framework for you to then build on top of and you can go into the planets. Okay. But let's talk about the moon first because this one, sun, moon and rising is very important too. Because it's interesting for me, as you were saying, because my my sun sign is Gemini, my moon Mm -hmm. sign is Sagittarius and my um, rising is Gemini. So I'm double Gemini as well. And I've got Sag. So it's like everything you're saying. I am the girl who wants to go to the festival. (laughs) Yes. I was like, does this like, does this relate? Okay, great. So your rising sign is your superpower. It's who you are. um, It's who you're who you are perceived as. And as I said, it's it's the energy and the archetype you want to lean into when you want to activate your sun. So your sun sign is actually who you're here to become. A lot of people think that it's who you are. When we look at astrology, we have to look at it through the lens of this is what my soul came here to be and why. So as an evolutionary astrologer, I'm looking at, okay, this is all really great information. But why, why this? Why have you been given this in this lifetime? And when we think about it from that perspective, we inevitably shift into this lens of this isn't putting me in a box. It's helping me understand myself. It's information that can be utilized and leveraged. This is why I love evolutionary astrology specifically. And I just wanted to like give a shout out to evolutionary astrology here because that's just not like me and my vibe. That's like the arm of astrology that I fuck with basically. Yeah. And I move with. So your sun sign is who you're becoming and it is, you know, the brightest star in the sky. So when we look at it, your look at it in your chart, it is coloring your whole chart. Like think about it as like the light switch in your home. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's the energy. If you've got like fluorescent lights, it's going to be a different energy than when you've got like colorful, like ambient lighting. Right. So that is the, the role that the sun sign plays, but it really is just this guiding star for us. It's who we're becoming. It's really interesting, I think, when people have another one of their big three the same as their sun. So like you and I, we have you know a double moment. Yeah. You're probably like, of course I'm a Gemini. It resonates with you because you have it also in other places. Most people don't. So this is why a lot of people... I think, push back on astrology straight away because they're like, oh, Capricorn, that's not really me. And the first thing I say to people is, well, what's your moon sign? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you probably resonate more with your moon sign because your moon sign is who you are when you're with yourself. So when you are with yourself, when you're getting dressed in the morning and you're thinking about 
how do I feel? Who do I want to be today? Like what, what, what's go like when you're on your own in your own head, no one else really sees you in your moon sign other than like maybe your children, if you have them or your mother, like that's kind of the only, if you're a woman, really Mm -hmm. like that you're going to, even if you're a man, actually, now that I think about it, but the moon is connected to the mother. It's connected to your intuition. It's connected to all these things. So when we look at those two placements from a business astrology perspective, we have to understand that your son is, as I said, it's who you're becoming. So when you are visualizing yourself in your highest success point and you are surrounded and encapsulated by everything that you want and desire. When you're your most authentic self, that is your sun sign. Again, it should be something that we're working towards rather than, and it is therefore who you are because it's like your destiny on some level from an astrology perspective. But from a business perspective, it, it is your ego. So when you're showing up, that energy just has to be honored in every part of your business and your life. So in your relationships, with your clients, with your team, with your audience, there has to be an underlying energy of that, especially in like the actions that we take. Like I love that you're a podcaster and like podcasting is a very Gemini thing to do. Mm. That ha- The more you can honor your sun sign, like the closer you are to like becoming who your soul came here to be basically. So if you're wanting to run an authentic business, like to me, it's just like no brainer. Like that's just like, we have to honor that energy. The moon is really interesting because it's, it's our inner motivation. So it's, like I said, it's your intuition. It's that deep mission, you know, that personal mission of why, why do you have your own business? Is it because you want to feel what? Feel free, for you, it, it, with your Sagittarius moon, it's going to be, you probably want to feel free. You want to feel wise. You want to feel educated. You probably want to feel like you have something real to preach to people. Mm-hmm. You know, Sagittarius is also really connected to higher learning, expansion, exploration. Your soul needs to feel free. You're probably like a very extroverted feeler. Yeah, You know, definitely. you need to sort of like be in the experience to feel it like that is important to you. So if those are the things that are motivating your energy and what your soul came here to be, yeah, podcasting, but does that look like, I don't know, live events? Does that look like retreats? Does that look like we would have a conversation about what's on your heart? And that is usually coming from the moon sign. And then, you know, there's other parts of the chart where we go, okay, how do we align that with your audience and their values and what they need and you know how you're here to serve them mm-hmm. because I think with business as well especially conscious business there is this part that is equally about the conduit which is like you and I right the coach the the person who has the product and you know the creation of that product has to be done in a really powerful and intuitive and aligned way but then there's also the business part of it which is like the audience and what they need and part of it is really not about you at all yeah but it's like how do we align those things and that's where astrology is just so powerful because it speaks to all of this. It speaks to how you're perceived versus how you feel versus what you want versus how you move. Like it, it speaks to all of this. So yeah. 
That's so cool. Really well explained. Thank you so much. I think that is just, yeah, you've just put so much into perspective for me and I'm, I'm sure the audience are the same. They're probably like refreshing their co-star being like, what am I again? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Does co-star, do you, do you back co-star or is it like, what's your vote? Co-star is not my favorite. Um, oh, really? To be honest. Yeah. It, to me, it feels a little vague. Uh, like, obviously I think a lot of astrology is vague, but I think it just personally just plays into the vagueness that like, gives astrology a bad name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know exactly what you mean. There are the, – the best app I would use is Time Passages. Um, it doesn't update you every day like CoStar. It doesn't look as nice. It's not as aesthetically pleasing, but it has really great information. And, and we have to always remember with these apps, like they are just automated for each house sign placement. Like they're, mm. they're automated pieces of, of copy. So – you know, at that level of information, which I think taking with it, like taking it with a grain of salt is incredibly important because it is just so generalized on something that is a s- inherently incredibly personal. Yeah. Time passages, I would say is is the best one. Okay, um, done, you can get your own that. chart for free, um, but then you have to pay for other people's charts. So that's what I mean. It's like, it's not as integrative, but if you want to just use it for you, then that would be like the best. Yeah. Like overarching copy. Yeah. Okay. I really liked, um, the pattern when I found that one, I was like, wow, this, this is really cool. It's going deep. into The pattern I think uses really great language for millennials as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just like we under, like they uses our language. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So what were you saying about the Cardinal cross? Cardinal cross. Yeah. So the Cardinal cross is like the first place I would say for anyone to go to, if you're really wanting to align, like have more alignment in your business, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're wanting to make sure if you're feeling like things are a little unsteady, there's parts of your business that you're loving, there's parts of the business that you're not loving. Like there's things that feel clunky. There's some things that feel smooth. And I think sometimes when we're in that place, it's the easiest time to be like, just be grateful. You know, like it's easy to just stay in that spot. But here's the thing. This is where you stagnate, which in a world of social media is like, feels like death, Mm. which is what will ignite your subconscious fears and limiting beliefs. And then you'll start making decisions from a fear-based place rather than a love-based place. And that can cost you a lot of time, energy, and money, especially Mm. as a business owner. So- This is why I stress the Cardinal Cross the most because it's a simple, easy way to just have a look at your business and be like, okay, what's out of alignment? What's in alignment? Where can I double down? And it will immediately bring more vibrational alignment to you. And then you'll probably have a little bit of success. And then because the law of attractions at play and then it'll feel really nice. Like that's usually what happens whenever I do this with clients. Yeah. Don't rest on your laurels. Do this. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, so your rising sign is like your PR department, as I said, mm-hmm. the Cardinal cross is part of it goes across. So we're going to look at your ascendant, which is your rising sign. That's your PR department. And then across from that on your chart, you will see a little thing that says DC. That's called your descendant. Mm-hmm. So these two things are opposite each other. So you have your PR department, your your um, ascendant, and then on the other side, your DC, that's like your HR department. So it's your human relations. So how do you interact with your clients? How do you interact with your team? It's how you relationship. How do you network? How do you 
um, work together on a one-on-one basis with someone, but also even just in like intimate, intimate groups, right? This is really great when you're thinking about investing in masterminds, when you're thinking about employing more team members, when you're thinking about hiring a coach, when you're thinking about taking on a client, if are they, you know, we all talk about like soul aligned clients, magnetizing soul aligned clients. If you want to do that, look at your DC and then be that. And then they'll come to you. Like that's, that's what you'll do. And then you have to filter them through as well with that archetype. So for example, for me, my descendant is Taurus. So Taurus is all about slow, steady. It's very much about the foundations. It's about self-love. It's very luxurious. So when I, again, when I had my rising sign and I, I shifted this, I went, oh my God, this is why I only want five people in my bit. Like I only want like five clients. I don't want 10 clients. I've had, I had 15 one-on-one clients at one point. Wow. That's a lot of one-on-one clients. Yeah. Because I thought it was Gemini, my descendant. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to like, boom, boom, boom. Like this will be great. I had a mental breakdown. (laughs) I literally had a fucking mental breakdown. I don't really like to have big groups in when I'm having like relationships, you know, I'm happy to have a lot of followers where it's a parasocial relationship. Go for it. Mm. Love it. Amazing. But if I'm having relationships with clients, my team, I recently just fired two team members, not because they were bad, but because the team, there's too many cooks in the kitchen for me. It felt too overwhelming. I like to have I just even I knew if I want to grow my team, I had to look at the foundations. This is very Taurus. So slowing everything down, making things more intentional, allowing creativity. The creativity is very much connected to Taurus energy, allowing that to blossom. Those are sorts of things I have to think about as the HR department, the human relations department. So this is one example. Then we have our midheaven and our IC. So these are at the top and at the bottom of our charts. So as you can see, it's basically making a cross, which is why it's called a cardinal cross. So at the top, and this will be at the cusp of your ninth and 10th house, it's called your MC. It's called your midheaven. It's your highest point in your chart. If you're on the radio, if you're on TV, if somebody's watching you do a TED talk, if you're on stage, like you're in your midheaven, right? It's the highest expression. So I like to call this your outer authority. So what you're known for in your industry, um, the movement that you're leading, um, you know, it's really like a outer leadership point Mm -hmm. and it's the archetype you want to step into. So for me, it's Leo kind of mentioned something a little bit before about wanting to share my opinions, wanting to talk about me. Mm. That's very Leo. (laughs) Leo is like all about me, me, me. Let me be in the spotlight. Let me be center of attention. I recently just shifted my podcast to being much more of like a call her daddy sort of energy, you know, very much like this is what I think. This is what I did. This is what I want. This is me. And I'm not apologizing for it. That is very important for me to be my highest authority. Mm. I'm known for allowing myself to be the center of attention, leading with love, but also the performance that I give. It's very Leo. Yeah. And then down at the bottom, we have your IC. So this is the most private point in your chart. It's the point between your third and your fourth house. And it really is your inner authority. So it's it's how you lead yourself, right? 
your MC is how you lead your industry, how you how you lead the world, you know, the mission, all those big things. But your IC is like the stuff that no one will see, you know, how you lead yourself. So for me, it's Aquarius. I have to think outside the box. So, I mean, I'm an astrologer. I'm incredibly spiritual, but I don't have a fucking morning meditation routine. <laughs> I don't really fuck with crystals that much. Like I do sometimes, like I really break the rules on how I lead with my spirituality. Spirituality is incredibly important to me, but I don't do it in any way, shape or form that my spiritual coaches are telling you to do. And you've got to do this, that, and the other. I'm Mm -hmm. always thinking outside the box and finding my own unique way of how I serve myself. I have to, that's really important for me. If I'm not allowing myself to think outside the box, which is Aquarius, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And really- bring myself back to the things that, you know, I, I really care about like feminism and breaking down like patriarchal constructs, like those things really matter to me. And if that's not, if I'm not leading in that way, I'm going to inherently not be able to lead publicly. Right. And so these things sort of work all together, but getting to know those archetypes for you, you can see straight away, am I acting like that? Am I moving like that? Am I, am I in alignment here? It always, always gives people a deeper sense of permission to do something that they already wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it publicly, but my personal life is very, like no one's really vibing the way I vibe. Like I have things that I do in my life and things that I believe that are very outside the box, you know? So, and the more I've lent into them and done things my way personally, and allowed myself to do that, the greater I've been able to leave and re- lead and really stand in that Leo energy up the top and make an impact in in my industry. But it has to start down at that IC. Mm. And I've been in and out of alignment in that in my life. And I've seen the conviction change in my in my business and in my career. Yeah. So you're kind of saying like by operating authentically in your personal life, you've allowed it, you've been able to take up space in your business life. Yeah. And and that's especially true for me because the Leo Aquarius polarity, mm-hmm. all the polarities, all the opposites actually have a theme and that theme is authenticity. Yeah. So this is what I mean is like what two polarities are the most important for you in your business? So for me, it's the polarity, they call it the polarity of gender, which is Scorpio and Taurus. Mm-hmm. I like to just call it the polar. It, it's kind of like sexuality versus sensuality, masculine versus feminine. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that. So I'm operating on that masculine feminine level, and then I'm and then it's all about authenticity for me. Yeah. Okay. Whereas that's cool. for you, if I do my math, it's about knowledge because you would be Sag Gem or Gemini Sag, and then I'd have to double check it, but you're probably. Uh, you're probably Virgo Pisces, which is the polarity of faith. Right. You're probably just from doing my maths. Um, you're probably Virgo Pisces. So where authenticity is important for you, faith is important for me. Mm-hmm. What does so faith in self, faith right. in something greater, faith in the process, faith in your soul's journey, faith, just faith. Do wow. you believe in yourself? Yeah. Do you truly trust what you cannot see, as well as the thing that the things that you've put in place. So mm. what's your relationship with control? What's your relationship with spirituality? What's your relationship with perfectionism? Mm. What these are the questions that I would ask you and be looking at when I would 
do an analysis of mm. going, okay, well, where are you at? Right. And I think that's what separates me a little bit as well from other astrologers is I'm not going to tell you what to do. Let's figure out where you're at and where we can dis- dissolve some shit and double down on some shit. Yeah. Cause you're already doing it. Yeah. It's never a surprise. Yeah. And that's just so interesting. Like with the podcast that I released um, recently about where I talked about my personal life and went very vulnerable, I spoke to why that has been such a powerful shift for me is because of the control piece. I just actually had to release the control over how I'm perceived and tell my story. Mm. And it was this massive thing. It was like, it sounds so simple now in hindsight, just being like, okay, you just spoke your truth and that was impactful for you. But it, it just felt so much bigger because it was that I had to have faith that my audience could hold it. I had to have faith that I could you know, I could hold projections of other people's of like their opinions of this stigma focused um, content that I was speaking to. And it was, it honestly, like it, it did so much for me personally, which allowed me and has since allowed me to just have so much more faith in myself for my business, which is, mm. yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah. Just so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. And I think it's, I'm all about making things simple. I know that this sounds probably overwhelming, which is why I'm always like, go get yourself in front of an astrologer. Like you don't, unless you're really passionate and you want to become an astrologer, like that's cool. I do that too. Like if you want to come learn how to be an astrologer, it's on my little secret menu. It pops up every now and again. Once a quarter, I get someone being like, I want to be an astrologer. And I'm like, okay, jump into this. I have like a whole whole program um, that I don't even really sell. So if that is something that anyone wants to do, like I help people add it into their businesses as well. Like, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that we can do. So this is the power of, of being in contact with someone who's really great. Totally. Astrology. And I think there is so, there are so many people out there who it's an, unre- it's even more unregulated than the coaching industry. Like yeah, anybody can say that they're an astrologer. Anyone can be. And this is, you know, this is open information for anybody to use. A true astrologer's greatness comes from their ability to disseminate that information creatively. Mm. You're going, you want to look for someone whose uh, perspective and lens of astrology fucks with yours. Yeah. Right. Like with you and, and how you feel, because otherwise it's not really going to work for you. So that's why I'm like, there's no one really talking about business and astrology. Yeah. You're the first person like I've seen. My two passions. And then I use it in my business anyway. Like I just feel like the perfect spokesperson to do this. And I just, it's been so powerful for me to be able to have these conversations with myself and therefore, you know, also facilitate these conversations with other people and the leadership that is born out of that. That's the shit that's going to change the world. Absolutely. I want to now talk about like your, so you've got a podcast that you've been going, you've been Mm -hmm. doing for many years. How many years have you had it for? I think I launched it in 2019. As of today, we've launched uh, 150 episodes with some bonus episodes too. So yeah, I've had it, had it for a while. It was the first thing I did before I even um, launched my business. Yeah. It's so cool. And you've recently had a rebrand. So I want to talk about I, I guess my from my perspective, I, I love what you've done because 
I think a lot of people get scared, like certainly because I work with people who are starting a podcast and there's so much fear around, okay, should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? And like I, one of the things I always say to them is like there is absolutely so much permission for you to pivot in this space. Like podcasting, you are not boxed in. Like you can literally change the title, the cover art, everything, the genre category, whenever you want. And I think it's really cool to see that you have allowed yourself to evolve and your podcast to be a catalyst to, you know, push that evolution. So yeah, I want to know about the experience that you've had with that. Yeah. And I also want to just remind everyone that Sophie's going to be on mine podcast and we're going to talk about just the importance of a podcast in the online space and Mm. as a personal brand or just even a a business brand in general we're going to talk about do we all really need to have a podcast like I feel like everyone has a fucking podcast but like do we all actually need it so we're going to talk about that so yeah I mean for me I mean I'd had the podcast for a really long time it was originally a spirituality podcast I talked about astrology I talked about personal development but more so from like a soul development perspective I was talking about self-love and surrender and yeah just a lot of woo-woo concepts and it was great like it was fabulous but about 18 months, almost two years ago, I got the ping to start talking about purpose. That was the first ping. Then I did a course fully in beta, which was the biggest, which is so funny. It's such a fucking Scorpio rising thing. I did it in beta. (laughs) And to this day, it is still the biggest course launch we've ever had. And it didn't even fucking launch it publicly. It was just a beta course Wow. called Purpose to Paycheck. I did it in beta for a year. And then I ran it last year live um, as well. But for that whole year, I was doing business coaching and running Purpose to Paycheck behind closed doors. So I did that for a year and obviously I was just really known as this life coach and astrologer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what we talked about. That experience of leading Purpose to Paycheck was so soul fulfilling for me that it became abundantly clear that I needed to do that this was where I was meant to be. A year Another year goes past and as of last week, I have officially decided, as we're recording this, officially decided and I guess launched publicly that now we're going to be talking fully to entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship. And what that really means is I believe that entrepreneurship is inherently spiritual. Like you don't feel like you don't choose to be an an, an entrepreneur it is something that you are called to it is something that is in your blood people either have an entrepreneurial spirit or they don't like that's what they call an entrepreneurial spirit Mm. right like it's not it is something that is inherently soul driven and I truly believe that entrepreneurs are put on this earth shift the reality to where it needs to be Like we are the people who are creating products and services that literally change the way that we live, good and bad. Yeah. And it disrupts the programming of the entire world, right? Like we're, we are not, there's not much, it's, it's not, it's anti kind of capitalism. It's not because it's, it's blatantly making money and all the things, but I mean like the classic hamster, hamster wheel society that we live in it disrupts that completely and it's essentially like I completely agree with you like it's almost like we are as entrepreneurs we are light workers yes yes guiding others that's it that's totally it and 
you know, when I was thinking about that, I think about capitalism and I think about the negative effects that capitalism has bestowed upon us individually and obviously as a society. But thinking about it from an entrepreneurial perspective, if we're the ones who are creating and literally moving the needle forward in society with services and products and programs and trainings and whatever it is with our businesses, we have a responsibility to be the best versions of ourselves, mm. right? And I think that as you're, as an entrepreneur, you already, I think that that's part of the spirit. Like, I don't think that that's something that has to be taught to an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur, you're probably into personal development. You are probably into optimizing your full potential. Yeah. That is what entrepreneurs care about and want. So my podcast, The Esoteric Entrepreneur, is basically a place where entrepreneurs, specifically spiritual entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs in general, visionaries, trailblazers, whatever you identify as, it's a place for you to come to have a deeper conversation with yourself. I am obviously going to be sharing my opinions and what I think and all these sorts of things. I'm setting the podcast up as a place that allows you to or supports you with other content as well as my opinions Mm. that you know that when you come here to the Esoteric Entrepreneur Podcast that you are getting ready to have a deeper conversation with yourself. Yeah. You're getting ready to go, okay, do I disagree or agree with this? What parts do I agree? What parts do I disagree? We are having such incredible conversations. We just had a conversation with Erin May Henry about becoming the coolest person you know. Are you the coolest person you know? Kayla, Uh, O'Connor, she's a human design expert. The question that we posed was, is there space for the woo-woo in the workplace? How is corporate America, how is corporate, the corporate world integrating personalized, we talked about human design. Mm. So, you know, can this be helpful to the corporate space? We talk about, uh, we had Tyrell Cherry just come on and he talked about, um, we had posed the question, are we all money magnets? Are we really all magnets to money Mm. or are some people not? So these are the kinds of conversations that we're having. We're having conversations about, you know, everything because as an entrepreneur, optimizing yourself wholly and completely is essential to being the best that you can be. But how can we do that without original thought? How can we do that without authentic beliefs? And how can you do that without being consciously curious? Yeah. Like, so that's what the podcast is there for and it feels so exciting to me because it allows me to fully be in my Gemini energy. It allows me to fully be in my like Leo mid heaven. It allows me to get into that Aquarian I see and just like think outside the box. What are these questions? What do I think? Like, how can we do things differently? It allows me to be in this authentic expression of myself. And then it allows me to be a Scorpio rising and just fucking say it how I feel fucking say it like mm, you know what I mean and totally. my gem and I just be like this is what I fucking think I know this is a red hot opinion um we actually are launching a patreon as well so there's gonna be a paywall because I'm gonna have some fucking opinions yeah you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. Need, there's some it's like after dark content for business you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> and the entrepreneurial space and the coaching space and what I'm seeing and you know I'm really just allowing myself to be like I'm saying this, this is bullshit. And if you are being like, is that possibly bullshit? You're going to have me there being like, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be. So 
it it feels really exciting and it and it feels it, it was not a easy decision to make but it was something that just felt like it was time we're still going to talk about astrology like all that stuff is still there it's all all that information is still there but it's um it's evolved it really has evolved yeah. i think cuz i did listen to your recent episode I'm a massive fan of your podcast, <laughs> um, but I listened to your recent episode and you spoke to the fact that, you know, over your time in business and, and podcasting that you have been showing up and you've been using your voice, what feels like now at only 80%. And I just thought mm. that was such a powerful message for my line of work and what I do with my clients because of the second sentence that you said that followed, which was, I've only been using my voice at 80% which is actually really good. And I was like, yes, because 80% of your voice being spoken is 100% more than the person who's shutting their mouth on the sidelines and criticizing everyone. And I think we're so, you, I think as podcasters and creators in and entrepreneurs, to be honest, I think we have to be so okay with achieving or um, putting things out at what we feel is 80%, like it's not fully cooked yet because you've got to express yourself repeatedly, practice that in order to arrive at a place where you can find your 100%. Like mm -hmm. have your thoughts fully evolved and take up the space that you actually want to in, in, what you're, in what you're saying in your field and all the things. So I just loved that. I loved that analogy. And yeah, I think like you've clearly found that extra 20% now. And I think this is Honestly, from even the strategic point of view, I see you, your podcast going to take off from here. You know, your, oh, yeah. your internal big brain energy has been activated and the external is sure to follow. Oh my God, dude. And it feels that way too. And I also want to caveat this, like I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years in some way, shape or form. Mm. I think that the 80% operating at the 80% is essential for a while because how could you ever confidently, like you need conviction to get to 100. So conviction is a choice to a certain degree, but it's also something that's built and I fostered. Agree. Maybe not built, but fostered. Mm. You know what I mean? It, confidence and conviction is something that you practice. You know, if you're waiting to feel ready or anything like that, that's not where you build confidence. Totally agree you know? with like, you. You build confidence through learning how to move in an unsteady way. Absolutely. So that 80% and operating at that 80% is actually essential in order for you to get to that point where what I call you kick in mm. and you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go hundred percent. And it's more than just deciding. And it's, it's not, you arrive at it totally at, at a time that is actually not, in my opinion, it didn't, this, this did not feel like a decision that I made. I didn't open this door. Mm. This door opened for me. Yeah. And I think that that is the way that it works. I agree. And you can get frustrated because you're like, let me, I will, I'll say this. I feel like I've been in a waiting room and I mentioned this in, in, in the podcast episode. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been in a waiting room and I was like throwing a tantrum in that waiting room because I didn't know where I was and all the lights were off. And I was like, where the fuck am I? I just closed this door. You know, I redid my branding. Everything's in alignment now. It wasn't really. It needed some more alignment. So that happened. But I did have a freak out and I purchased things and I put myself in places out of fear. Mm. 
which made me sit in the waiting room for even longer. And now it just feels like it's my turn. Yeah. And that is not something that you decide. All you can do, like that's something that's out of your, that's where the faith comes in. Mm. This is why I say like to all my clients, okay, cool. This is what you're going to do for your launch and blah, blah, blah. This is what you can do with your strategy. What are you delegating to the universe? And a lot of my clients are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, where's the room for like magic? Where's the room for creativity? Where's the room for the things that you cannot control? The energy that grows the tree. Mm -hmm. You can stand there and yell at the tree to grow all day. You can water it all fucking day, but it is going to grow in its own time. Where are you leaving space for that energy? The thing that spins the world. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) Where are we leaving space for that? You can't strategize that. But what you can do is put it into your strategy. Yeah. And that way you can do what you need to do, be who you need to be, put yourself in the proximity of people who elevate you energetically, you know, from a from your knowledge, whatever it is, and be consistent. Mm. Then the rest isn't even fucking up to you. Because honestly – this is actually a very powerful story. I'm going to do it maybe an Instagram live on this or something. Mm-hmm. But like, so I recently just launched a new program. No one bought it. Cool. Three days before the launch was supposed to end, which any other coach, and I probably would have even said to clients, this is when people are going to fucking buy. You've been talking about this for three weeks. They buy in the last fucking 24 hours. We all know this. Mm-hmm. I abandoned it. I stopped talking about it. I was like, I actually don't even want to fucking do this. People aren't even really pumped about it. I'm not even getting questions about it. Like I could just feel that there was no one on the other side. Mm. You can sometimes feel when other people are on the other side, but I just was like, I can't be fucked. And through that experience came that, that decision of going, I actually just think this isn't the right time for this, came all this clarity around the fact that I don't ever want to sell a live program ever again. Wow. I want to have my membership. I want to have my podcast. I want to have my Patreon. I want to have a course or two that I sell passively. I want to build up to a mastermind probably in a year from now. I might put on a mastermind. We'll see how that goes. We'll see if I still have a feeling for that. And I have my one-on-one clients. That's it. And I want like five one-on-one clients. And then I want people to just be able to buy courses and I'll be very candid. My goal for my Patreon is a hundred people. I don't care if, if we get to a thousand, oh my God, amazing. Mm. I just want a hundred people in there. That's it. Yes. And if I didn't abandon that launch, I know I would have still just been stuck in why didn't it work? What's the process? What's the strategy? What's the this? What's the that? The strategy was great. Yeah. The content was great. The branding was great. I know I didn't do anything wrong with the strategy. Yeah. Right. And this is where the leadership piece comes in. So I would never have been able to have that conversation with myself if I didn't know myself and knew I had to do business my way and what that actually looks like. That's true leadership. I love that. So that program that you put out, do you think that it was on some level just not reflective of what you who you want to be now? Like what do you think – Or do you think it was simply the universe giving you a signal to be like, hey, 
do you actually even want to do this business this way? Is that what you perceived it as? I think for me, I've been thinking a lot about success and sustainable success is something I talk about a lot. Sustainable success looks different for everybody. Sustainable success is really about going, okay, well, who am I? What are the needs of the time in my life? Um, And what are my values? And how can you disseminate that information through products, programs, whatever content? Yeah. So that you don't have a negative impact of success because success does have negative impacts. It can lead to burnout, depression, anxiety. It can lead to overwhelm. It can lead to boredom. You know, if you're too successful too quickly, which can fuck up, you know, you can fuck up a good thing. Mm. There's, there's a lot of negative impacts of success. So sustainable success is how do we disseminate all of this, my wisdom, my knowledge, what I care about in a powerful way so that I have the minimum amount of negative impacts. That's what sustainability is actually about. And I, my scientist boyfriend actually told me what that was. Wow. <laughs> He's an environmental scientist. So we actually talked about this and I was like, you know, what is sustainability really? And he was like, it's not about not having any negative impacts. It's about how do you minimize them so you maximize positive impact. That's what sustainability is. I love that. So I've been thinking a lot about that and I think it just goes to show like this is classic law of attraction. Mm. I've been thinking about starting a family. I've been thinking about getting married. I've been thinking about the longevity of my business and how do I honor myself because my biggest fear in life was only ever being a mother wow. and everything else. Like I'm just a wife and a mom. And, and that's not, that's no shade to people whose life that is. But that to me, I know, I know myself and I know that I will not be fulfilled. Yeah. Um, I know I'm not going to have a baby and every, that, that might change. That's no, no, I'm sorry. That's not me. I'm, it's not the kind of mother I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be a mom that has an incredible business and can employ my kids. That's the sort of energy we're going for. We're going for like skinny, confidential, dear media energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want. And I think it was, I've been thinking a lot about that and making moves towards that and launching a fucking one four week live course. She doesn't launch four week live courses. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she I think do that. This has just allowed you to zoom out and think, okay, what do I want? Then, like, get rid of all the noise around us, uh, like coaching industry or other social media creators, everything. It's just like, wow, yes, I just love how you've just been like, no, I don't want to do that. That's not going to provide me with the life that I have been visioning and dreaming about the things that I think about when I'm going to sleep, which is the children that I will have and the marriage that I will have and the home that I will have and the lifestyle that we will have. Mm. She's not waking up being like, got to jump on zoom to do my, like, that's just not, Mm. that's just not what I would be doing. Even in those visions where I like, I can see my office in my home and, you know, I come out afterwards and, my kids there with my husband and, you know, he's giving them lunch or something. Like I I have these visions. I'm actually in there talking to a community of members. Yeah. Always, always. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like leading a a thing or I'm recording something or I'm, you know, that's what I'm doing. Totally. So it's like, this is the, the power. And I call this the vortex of success, right? Like 
you make a decision and then once you've kind of put that out into the universe and and um Abraham Hicks if you've never listened to Abraham Hicks really really great love they have a book called The Vortex and I highly recommend you listen to it and they talk about Abraham talks about how there are things in energetic escrow so as soon as you say you want that thing it goes into energetic escrow and all you have to do to get that thing to you is feel good mm. basically Gala Darling talks about this a little bit as well, like having fun is your job, feeling good is your job. You know, the there are people who are talking about this stuff and I implore everybody to go and find those people that that you fuck with. I'm one of them. Come over to my podcast. Yeah. It feels good for you. But it's like it's in energetic escrow. And for me, that move, that was me not only not – it's not an alignment for where I'm going or what I've said I've wanted and what I've put in energetic escrow – Every single day I think about that life, mm-hmm. you know, that move is not in alignment. So it was never going to work. And it's not authentic to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually feel good. I think that was the universe also just being like, this doesn't even feel good anyway. Because the universe could have sold it out and it would yeah. have been a lesson. Yeah. And I feel like the universe was like, bitch, you don't need to learn anymore. <laughs> like, yeah you're good. We're not giving this to you. Yeah. You said that you want this. That's stronger now. You don't need to learn the lesson again. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So I'm going to have to ask you some questions based on what I put out to my my audience yes, because they'll do. be angry with me if I don't ask this. Um, but I wanted to basically, pretty much everyone came in some way or form being like, my star sign, what's the best? What are my strengths and weaknesses in business? But I'm going to just put it to you to just be like, can we quickly go through like the, all of the astrology, um, what are they called? Star signs. And Mm -hmm. what you think in terms of like, obviously there's so much and everyone listening knows there's so much. You just obviously need to go book an intensive with jazz. But if there's just one takeaway, like in terms of creating content, whether it's creating content or operating in business, Mm -hmm. what would be in alignment for each star sign? Well, let me, let me put it this way. I'm going to just tell you how to get some of this information yourself. Yeah, that's And then good. if you want to dive deeper into it, come book an intensive with me. I literally give you like a deliverable, I call them business astrology blueprints. It's like an audio book style sort of document thing. Just go look at the sales page. <laughs> um, and you actually have that forever. Yeah, right? okay. And we also work together as well and, and go into, you know, making sure that you actually have the strategies in place. And I, you know, kick into my, to my business coaching side so I can give you all that wisdom too. But what I would say is go, okay, if you're like, I want, when it comes to creating content, let's talk, put it from this perspective, mm-hmm. I'll give you two placements that I want you to research. And I'm going to give you a really easy way to do it. So firstly, your rising sign. Your rising sign is really fucking important when it comes to branding, when it comes to content, because it's how people perceive you and it's your superpower, as I said earlier. Yeah. So let's like double down on that when it comes to creating content and branding, because that's going to be really magnetic and really electric, really beyond mm-hmm. magnetic. So look at the sign that is your rising sign. So for so if it's, um, it's Gemini, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And for me, it's Scorpio. So go and look in Scorpio traits. Okay. Scorpio colors, Scorpio energy, and look for descriptive words. So if you're looking at Taurus, 
descriptive words might be something like strong, stubborn, luxurious, gentle. There's also like a gentle sort of element to Taurus, um, feminine, creative. So already you can start to get a feeling Mm. probably going to get like, um, like it's ruled by Venus. So think about like the goddess Venus, incredibly feminine, incredibly luxurious. So you're probably wanting to getting, wanting to put some sparkle over whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Something that feels a little bit shiny. Um, you know, obviously think about like what you're into and what that works for, you know, what that looks like for you is going to be different to every, for everybody, but mm-hmm. you can already start to get a feeling of what that looks like. Go onto Pinterest and type in Taurus, Taurus energy and see what, you know, or type in like luxurious energy yeah, or, you know, whatever, whatever the words are, just start to get a feel. This is like, you can literally start creating some of this stuff like that. So that would be my first recommendation. Mm -hmm. Literally taking the, the descriptive words of the archetype of your sign, pop it into Google, pop it into Pinterest Start putting a mood board together and there you go. Yeah, that's massive advice. I love that. Right. Then I would also look if you want to go a little bit more focused, like pinpoint a little bit more. That's more of like an overarching energy. You want to look at your Mercury sign. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah, your Mercury sign. So wherever Mercury is in in your chart, for me, um, it is uh, Gemini and just a little red hot tip as well. Mercury is either going to be in the same sign as your sun sign or just before or just after. It's always going to be either side or just or in the same sign. So Mercury is how we communicate. The planets basically tell us their functions. So Mercury is how we communicate. Venus is um, what we value. Mars is how we get unstuck. So there's literal techniques Mm -hmm. that we can get from this information. So look at your Mercury sign, look at the house, look at the sign and literally just do a little bit of research. When I do my blueprint in the intensive, and this is something that we can really focus on if it's something you want to talk about, but I will actually go in and give you my professional opinion, not only as an astrologer, but also integrated with business strategy, Mm -hmm. what you're doing now, how we can double down on it. Um, Like I said, what we can dissolve how in and out of alignment are you currently? Uh, Because you're probably already doing it innately. It's a very personal planet. So it's probably something that will resonate, but to get really potent and powerful with it, you're going to want to talk to an expert to say like, how can I double down on this and whatnot? But literally just look at the sign. That's the very first one. The house is always great, but the sign, what sign is your Mercury? And so for me, it's Gemini. I know when it comes to how I communicate, I need to be able to foster Gemini traits. So what's Mm -hmm. that? Curiosity, duality. You know, I need to be able to be raging one day and crying the next. I need to be laughing one day and then have being really serious the next. I need a space where I can flow through every emotion and every thought. That's Mm -hmm. why I love Instagram stories. It's why I love a podcast. I'm trying to get on TikTok, but it feels like a lot for me. You know, I'm looking at these platforms and going, okay, how do I optimize these platforms and the strategy behind them and, you know, where the industry is to my energy? Yeah. How do I leverage it? So does that feel good? Like, that feels that, amazing. Feel like that feels- oh, God, that was 
everyone, you are welcome. I've just yeah. done done some great work. You've only I've just this whole time I'm like I'm gonna book an intensive. Like that's <laughs> yes. all I've been thinking. I'm like I want more. I want more. I want more. So I'm really excited yeah. for that. But I do, yeah, I think we'll have to wrap up. But that has just been the best conversation, Jazz. Thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom. Like I knew you were wise, but that conversation, I felt like I was just in awe of you the entire time, like just the way you delivered it all. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for sharing everything you did today. My pleasure, my pleasure. And that honestly means so much because a big part of this decision or this, this door opening, I guess it doesn't feel like a decision, but this door opening into this next level for me has really been about owning the fact that I'm a mixed bag. Like I have mm. had, I've lived a lot of lives. Mm. Um, I've been through a lot in my life. I think it's what has made me the expert that I am in a lot of different areas. And, you know, I think there's always a part of us that think that, maybe, you know, we've got a niche down and you've got to just, what am I known for? I've got to be known for one thing. And I'm really rejecting that. Mm. And because I just have so much wisdom to share on a couple different subjects. And so I'm glad that you felt that because that's what I'm bringing now to yeah. my intensives and to my, my work is this, this, it's leadership. It's how do we actually step into what our soul came here to be and thought lead for ourselves and therefore in the world and in, in the industries that we have. So um, it's been such a pleasure and I'm, I'm so grateful. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And I'll put all of Jazz's information in the show notes. So go and have a stalk and book that, <laughs> book that intensive. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.